On this episode, I talk about the prodigal son and ask, are you the older brother? Hey everybody, I'm Paula Baker and this is Paula Baker Writes Things, episode one. This podcast is a reading of a blog post called Your Place in the Parable, The Prodigal Son, available on both paulabakerwritesthings.com and Medium. Let's get started. Wayward. There was that word again in a Relief Society lesson, the word that describes me. Mentions of wayward children always make me uncomfortable. From my perspective, the discussions seem to devolve into mothers comforting each other with reassurances that they did nothing wrong, that they were good parents, and that they taught their children well. It was their children's agency that caused the waywardness, not them. They are the father in the story, simply waiting for their wayward child to come home, arms outstretched. I always find myself raising my hand in these lessons, prefacing my remarks by telling everyone that I'm the wayward in my family. And I'm sure I come off as honorary sometimes, but I'm okay with that. If I'm the black sheep at home, I might as well extend that to church, you know? But what if all you good parents aren't the father? I ask. Both the older brother and the father, kept to the farm or whatever, staying faithful and waiting for a prodigal like myself doesn't mean that you're the dad. There are two faithful people in this story. I get tired of all you parents assuming that you're the perfect father and not the self-righteous older brother. Which one are you really? Be honest. Like I said, I can get ornery at church. So, here's a prodigal's take on how faithful followers of Christ can determine whether they're the father or the older brother. After all, Nephi tells his readers to liken the scriptures unto us. First, let me say that these Relief Society sisters genuinely want their prodigals to return home. I believe their sincerity. I, I really do. But there's a difference between the father and the older brother's reception of the prodigal, despite what I assume is a shared hope for the prodigal's return. The father welcomed the prodigal son. The older brother got mad. The scriptures state that when the prodigal was yet a long way off, his father saw him and he had compassion and then he ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Not only did the father not wait for his son to enter the house, he didn't even wait to discover whether the prodigal had repented. The father just wanted his son, regardless of his condition, and embraced him accordingly. The older brother, by contrast, was angry and would not go in. When talking to the father, the older brother contrasted his own righteous living with the prodigal's riotous living, stating that the father had never even given him a goat, much less a fatted calf. If anyone should have gotten the cow, it should have been him, right? He stayed at the farm, and he was faithful, and he deserved more, and he could clearly outline why. What I find interesting about this exchange, the one between the father and the older brother, is that the father goes out to meet the older brother just like he went out to meet the prodigal. Father types want to be in relationship with their children. They extend themselves outward and in many cases condescend to do so. Older brothers do not do the same. They cannot meet prodigals where they are, either on the road or at the feast. I assume the older brother prayed for the prodigal's return since that is a righteous desire and he was an obedient son. But perhaps older brother types only want the results, like the return, and not the consequences of the results. 
the party, the fatted calf, the father's expressions of joy. Even if the older brother let go of his anger and attended the feast, would he really be able to receive the prodigal like the father did? Perhaps he'd just be getting over his jealousy because it's the right thing to do. But a particular performance does not equal a change of heart. I wonder if the prodigal son's return showed the older brother the prodigal parts of himself, the parts that hadn't yet been transformed despite his obedience. I can relate to this. The sins or the actions of others often reveal my own weaknesses. And when others receive mercy, it triggers this compulsion in me to start claiming the same blessings for myself. And then I begin to list my good works in order to justify my demands for those blessings. Maybe this is why the older brother was so angry. He could no longer find confidence, comfort, and certainty in his works. When the prodigal returned and the father welcomed him, the older brother essentially lost his position and his identity as the faithful son. There was no longer a prodigal son to compare himself to, so he couldn't be the faithful son anymore. Now who was he exactly? How was he supposed to feel good about himself when his identity was being stripped away? The prodigal returning, the father slaughtering the fatted calf, all of that meant a loss of security. Yet it was a security he never really had because it was a false worldly security that was based on comparison. The older brother suddenly became vulnerable. Or rather, he was awakened to his inherent vulnerability and his reliance on his father's grace. I've found that when grace and mercy are extended, power dynamics and roles and systems crumble. It's honestly terrifying. In following Jesus, I lose everything. I lose the sense of control. I lose the sense of knowing. I lose the sense of security I get from playing a certain role, whether that role is in a family, a marriage, or a church congregation. I lose everything. Grace is still there, though. Sometimes I don't know how it will manifest, but it always does. Because here's the thing about grace. It has nothing to do with what I get or even why I get it. Grace is about my ability to receive what is. Was the older brother able to receive the prodigal in his fullness? Am I able to receive the transformation of myself and others? Am I the father or am I the older brother? The parable ends on a cliffhanger. Sure, we'd like to believe that the older brother attended the feast and that he trusted his father's words and that he repented. But Jesus doesn't tell us. He leaves the parable open, perhaps for us to find ourselves in it. Thanks for listening to Paula Baker Writes Things. If you liked the show, feel free to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can check out new musings on paulabakerwritesthings.com or Medium. I also post on Instagram and Facebook at Paula Baker Writes. In a few days, we'll be having an extended conversation about the prodigal son on my YouTube channel, Paula Baker Writes Things. Feel free to subscribe and look me up there. See you next time.